0: The Beat Church in Pflugerville, Texas, bringing you messages of inspiration, hope, and freedom. Turn up the volume and get ready for the truth that will set you free.
1: Ado, we'll go ahead and release kids. It looks like most of them have been released, but if you have kids in here, you can go ahead and uh, take them down the hallway to sign the sign in tables there and as kids zone and kids church, right? Okay, perfect. Am I good? I got to check with Jenna. She's the master, she's the brains behind the operation. So, am I doing good? All right, cool. I got a got thumbs up. Very cool. Awesome. So, without further ado, I'm excited to introduce one of the greatest speakers. One of the greatest preachers, no, that I know, and I'm not saying this facetiously, um, I've known Jenna, we've been married for, you know, almost eight, nine years now, I've known her for about ten years total, and I remember one of the first times I saw her preach, we went to this little town in Oregon, Fredericksburg, Oregon, It's a little podunk town, it's cute, cute little town, and, and I watched her get up there and preach, and like, literally, like, as she was preaching to these kids, like, I was tearing up, and we weren't dating at the time, we were both doing the internship and everything, and I was just like, my god man this 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 person is amazing. So anyways, she not just cuz she's my wife but because of who God's created her to be, she's an incredible preacher and I know she's going to she's going to bring a great word for us this morning. So, let's give her a round of applause she comes up. Jennifer Tells.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for that. Very uh, honoring. Thank you, Kyle. Um, So I'm very excited. And as you may notice, um, Pastor Andy and Carrie aren't here with us this morning because they are visiting her sister in Missouri. They loaded up their truck, and they drove all the way out there to see her. And so, and it's actually a really special day, because it's actually Carrie's birthday today. So, and I know she's watching, so let's, on the count of three, we're going to say happy birthday as loud as we can. One, two, three. Happy birthday, Carrie! Uh, Thank you. (laughs) So I'm sure she's going to love that. I know she's having such a great time. Uh, Pastor Andy has been doing this series on little things that make a difference. And how many of you guys have been loving the series? I know that I have. I think it's been really, really cool. Um, You know, and the topic today is small enough to change the world, the little things that change everything. And I'm honored to be able to share three little things that I believe are the key to making a huge impact in this world. And those three things are people, prayer, and perspective. And now um, I'm going to go over all three things with you guys today, but um, I feel that sometimes it's the littlest things in life that can bring you great joy. And how many, I mean, people with kids know that. Because kids, they just love the silliest things. Um, this week we were at the store, and um, it's always a scene when it's me by myself with the three kids at the store. It is hilarious. And so this week we we're at the store, we made it to the checkout line. Hallelujah. We're at the finish line. I am so thrilled. We're almost to the car. And so we're at the checkout line and our things are being scanned. And I'm trying to keep Caroline calm because she wants to eat everything. And Maverick's pushing all the buttons on the pin pad. I'm trying to keep him down. And Leah Mae is just standing on the ground. All of a sudden, I just hear her laughing hysterically. And I look down at her and she's she almost has tears in her eyes. She's like beet red, and she's laughing, and this laughter continues on and on. And I look at her, and she's looking, and you know what she's looking at? <clears throat> After the person had scanned the items, they're down on the conveyor belt ready for the bagger to put them in the bags, and there's this jar of peanut butter that was stuck on the conveyor belt, so she just kept spinning and spinning and spinning. All you see is jiff, jiff and she's looking at it and she just thinks it is the best thing in the whole world. It is hilarious and she's laughing so hard and so loud that everyone around us at all the other check stands behind us and in front of us, everybody stopped and they're looking at her and they're like, what is going on? And everyone just starts smiling and laughing and I just thought it was so, it's just so hilarious because it's like The little things, sometimes it's the littlest things that make the biggest impact. And I believe there was probably someone there that that really needed a good laugh. And it was over a jar of peanut butter that just kept spinning. And a little girl who thought it was the best thing in the world. (laughs) And you can ask her about it. She still thinks it's hilarious. (laughs) Um, And so it's the little things that can make such a big impact. Not just in our lives, but in the lives of people around us. And one of the things I feel is people. And our church does such a good job of making people a priority. Loving people is our priority. You can tell that that is the DNA. That is what our church is about. I love, um, for example, Brittany Gertzen, not to put you on the spot. She loved this table that she saw on the Buy Nothing group. Is anyone a part of those Buy Nothing groups? They are seriously changed my world. (laughs) Everyone posts things on there for free. They say this is for free. Come and take it. And sometimes when you have a really hot item, there's a lot of people that want it. And so Brittany saw her dream table, and she gets on there, and she comments, I'm interested. And then just a few minutes later, we have over half the ladies of the church commenting for her, saying, I'm interested too, trying to boost her chances at getting this table. And so it just that just shows our church loves people, even like the little things in their lives, getting Brittany's dream table. Now, unfortunately, I wish I could say she got it, but she didn't get it. But we're holding out for her dream table. And um, another way that our church is so good at loving people, um, there's so many different ways, but one of the ways that I've noticed is If you come to church on Sunday, you notice, oh, man, there's coffee and there's iced tea or lemonade and there's tea, hot tea, and there's even, like, a cute little garbage can to put your coffee creamers and your straws. And uh, Jennifer Jensen and Bella Jensen have done such a good job at making people feel comfortable, and that is a way that we show that we love people. And I I just love how Bella and Jen have done that. Like, people can come in, you know, some people can come in, who might be nervous or anxious, and they can come in and grab a cup of coffee, and it kind of breaks down those walls, breaks down those doors for people to be able to come in. And that just shows us that loving people is our priority. And there's something that God has been working on me through with this, <clears throat> is that um, just over the past couple months, God has really been convicting me about, are people a priority in my life? And he spoke something really clear to me. He said, being a believer, loving Jesus, and doing this... um Christian life isn't about self-preservation, it's about kingdom extension, and what I mean by that is, is loving Jesus and being a part of a church isn't about protecting myself and making my, building my life to be amazing and incredible and making sure my kids are safe and protected and not influenced by wrong things. That's not my priority. Those things are good, but my priority is extending the kingdom of God, and the kingdom of God is people is exactly what we're doing here. The Beat Church is doing that. We're extending the kingdom by loving on people. And that's what God has called each and every one of us to do, is that the kingdom of God is people. And that has to be a priority for us. People first and then ourselves. And there's someone uh, in the Bible who had such a good example of that. And it's found in Mark chapter 12, and I'll just read it real quick. Uh, Verses 41 through 44, it says, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, as poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. Now that's incredible. She, I don't know if you would do the same thing as she did. I don't know. I don't think I would, but she had, she gave the last of what she had to live on. She could have bought food for herself. She could have bought clothing for her kids, but no, she decided to give the money to the kingdom of God because she knew that money would reach people. And that's exactly what she did. That's exactly what we're called to do. It is our purpose. It is our purpose to love people that way. And to give all. And sometimes it's really, really hard. It's really hard to, to put others before ourselves, especially when we know, man, I need this, and I need God to come through. But um, I'm going to read another verse that just highlights exactly um, exactly what God does in those situations. So it says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, it says, Don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God, seek loving people above all else, and live righteously, and He will give you everything you need. That's not just some empty words. That is a promise from Jesus himself. He says, if you put my people first, if you love people the way that I've loved people, then I will take care of you. Just like that woman who gave her two last coins, Jesus took care of her. And I thought that was so incredible. Um, that's extending the kingdom. Oh, thank you, Jen. Look at it. She's so loving. Thank you. <clears throat> And that's what extending the kingdom looks like, is loving people, putting other people before ourselves. And it is hard to do, but it's worth it. I will tell you that. It is worth it. No matter the cost on your life, no matter the cost financially, what it takes for you, it is worth it. Because you'll look around and you'll see people here. So being a believer isn't about self-preservation. It's about kingdom extension. And we can't extend the kingdom... Um, without prayer, which brings me to my second point. Um, you know, I have a question, like, what is your communication with God like? You know, some of you might say, I talk to God every day, or I talk to him at church, or I only talk to him at meals. You know, prayer is so important, and it seems like one of those small, insignificant things. It's like, oh, I'm just talking to God. What really does it do? And I know for a fact that prayer Is huge. I've seen it happen in my own life. I've seen it happen in my friends' lives. the The daily prayer, the lifestyle of prayer, can be the littlest thing that makes a huge impact in your life. Um, Repeatedly, in the Bible, we see uh, Jesus and his disciples praying for people, and these aren't some elaborate prayers. These are little, small prayers, like Jesus heal them. We see Jesus heal. Someone from leprosy. We see Jesus raise someone from the dead just by the very words that he spoke. He didn't have to do some magic tricks or anything. All he said was, raise, get up, get up from the dead. And people did. Because Jesus prayed. Because his disciples prayed. The blind can see. The lame could walk. And when Moses came to the Red Sea, got the Israelites chasing them behind them. And they have the Red Sea where they're supposed to get to the Promised Land. And Moses is there. They're faced with a challenge. And you know what he did? He prayed. He said, God, we need help. And he didn't know how the help was going to come. And God parted the Red Sea, and they were able to walk through on dry land, all because he prayed. And he had a relationship with God. Prayer is not religious. It is relational. And, um, you know, Kyle and I were talking about this a couple days ago. I was thinking, if you ever think about, like, man, how did I get to this place in life? How did I get to believing in Jesus and living this awesome life? I didn't grow up believing in Jesus, but my grandma, I kind of figured it out, my grandma had been praying for me. She prayed for me to believe in Jesus. My brother, he believes in Jesus, and grandma's Kyle, actually, or Kyle's grandma (laughs) prayed for him, and he believes in Jesus. So if you think about that it's like someone has prayed for you i know that there's several people in here that we've actually prayed for and you're here like you can realize that you are an answer to prayer that god has prayed for you and you're here and um and i think that's incredible that just shows that prayer works that prayer is huge it's not something so small and insignificant it actually is huge Um, You know, praying takes little to no time out of your day to build a relationship with Jesus. And I remember um, when we were going to the hospital to visit Ellie, and um, when you're faced with such a dire circumstance um, where you have no answers, uh, Jason and Alicia's daughter, she was two and she was diagnosed with leukemia. And I remember showing up and visiting them for the first time, and you just have no words. When someone is in a situation like that, you, you have no words, but what you can do is you can pray. Prayer was the, one of the biggest things that got them through. I know the community helped them. The love of Jesus brought them together, but it was through prayer, prayer of the Holy Spirit, and um, she's here today. She's alive. She's amazing. She's healthy, and that is because of prayer. It's because God hears our prayers, and I want to read this verse to you. It says in um, Psalm 116, it says, I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy, because he bends down to listen. I will pray as long as I have breath, and I find that very true. I will pray as long as I have breath. I know that praying is worth it, and I'm talking about a daily prayer with God, with saying, Jesus, this is what I need. Jesus, I love you, and listening to what he has to say to you, and that's what Prayer is. It's a communication with God. And it can't just be once a week. It can't be uh, every other day. It has to be daily. And that's how we make a huge impact, is through prayer. And we have to, if we're going to extend the kingdom of God, if that's going to be our priority, is loving people, then we can't do it without prayer. And we also can't do it without prayer perspective. Um, Now, as I was thinking about perspective, there's this really funny story that came to my mind. Uh, Back in uh, Bend, Oregon, Kyle and I were youth pastors, and are there any youth in the house? Yeah, there you are. Okay, so um, do you guys remember our first camp? We, our very first camp we did out in the rugged desert, Central Oregon desert. It was um, very rugged. Like, we had a toilet, but it was literally a hole in the ground with, I think, a lid. And there was, like, some wooden boards put around it for privacy. Uh, we didn't have any showers. Um, we used the lake as our shower. So um, everyone would go down there, like, every other day and shower. It was really gross. Um, Anyway, so it was so rugged, but we were excited. We were pumped. We're like, okay, this is our first camp. We're going to do this. We're going to do this the right way, and we were so excited. And the very first day we get there, obviously, all the kids are excited. They're pitching their tents because we had to sleep in tents. And so they get all their tents set up. And then that night, uh, we had this huge, huge storm. It was probably a Texas-sized storm. So um, I didn't, I've never experienced one until now, I guess. But <laughs> so we had this Texas-sized storm, and the rain started coming, and the wind was blowing so hard that the tents were like this, but... The wind had them flat on the ground. (laughs) And so everyone started coming out of their tents. There were some people who couldn't sleep. Um, One of them was Krista Elliott. She's not here right now, but... um Krista couldn't sleep, so she ended up going in this tin barn. And this barn was really sketchy, really cold, and there was bats flying around. So she literally slept in her sleeping bag, hiding from the bats. They would swoop down every once in a while, and then go back up and swoop down. (laughs) So I'm just so thankful no one got bit by rabies. But the next morning, as the sun rises... And Pastor Kyle comes out with his sunshine smile, (laughs) and he's like, hey, guys, it was such a good night. Uh, By the way, we were in a trailer, so we were okay. (laughs) But he comes out with a sunshine smile, and he's like, hey, you guys, you know what? It was it was a good night. It's like, you know, you can't control the weather, but you can control your attitude. And everyone's looking at him like, "What are you talking about?" But it's so funny because it actually became super catchy. The whole time during camp is like, "Okay, you can't control the weather, but you can control your attitude." And it actually stuck for several years, and I'm sure you guys you guys say it to this day, right? Yeah, on your own, of course. They just said, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but as I was thinking about perspective, uh, God spoke to me this. if you, you can't control the world, but you can control your perspective. And um, perspective is a way of thinking, a way of looking. It's kind of like your vantage point. And if our goal is kingdom extension, if our goal is to love people, and to bring people into knowing Jesus, then what are our thoughts? What is our perspective towards people? What is it towards the world? And these are good things to think of. And where does our perspective come from? I'm talking about, like, in your heart, what you think, where, how are your thoughts formed? And um, I want to look at this scripture. It's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 and 23. <clears throat> it's on there if you need to see it. Um, It says, your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. And if your eye allows you to see things, if that kind of gives you your perspective, you can swap out eye for perspective in this verse. And so I'll read it again. It says, your perspective is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your perspective is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. When your perspective is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. So perspective can become a reality. But what if your perspective isn't founded on the truth? What if your perspective really isn't accurate or true? Um, We have to... The best source for our perspective is found in this active, living, powerful Word of God. I'm talking about the Bible. That is how our perspective is formed. It can't be through social media. It can't be through our awesome thoughts because that's not good enough. What is the best source is the Bible. It's the truth. It's the very living words of God. And if we're not immersing ourselves in these words, then it's going to be hard to reach people for the kingdom. Um, we were out, um, we were outside yesterday. Liam May was, oh sure, um, Liam May was taking us on a tour of our backyard. If you've ever been to our backyard, it is a jungle. There is plants coming out in every corner of the yard. I'm not even kidding you. Um, We need a lot of help. Anyway, so we're walking and I find this. Can everyone see this? So it's a little bucket. I used to put kid toys in it. And um, somehow there became some dirt in there. There's like maybe a quarter inch of dirt in there. And I didn't put these flowers here. These flowers just wound up here. And these flowers are actually, when they grow to their normal height, they're, like, this tall. And they have beautiful purple flowers on them. Anyways, they grow everywhere. So we found this, and I was like, that is so odd. And I was like, this is kind of, like, what our perspective is like. If we, um, you know, if you were to guess, like, how deep the roots are, I think everyone here is smart enough to know that the roots are not that deep. I could probably pull one up right now <laughs> and show you the roots are probably just a half inch. And so, um, and so it's just, you know, God started speaking to me about this. It's like these roots aren't that deep. And that's like if we don't form our perspective in the word of God, our roots can't go deep. Our, our roots can't go deep in the true knowledge of who Jesus is because the, this, the word of God is truth. And so these roots are growing, are not very deep. They're very shallow. And you know what can't happen is they can't grow to their full potential. They can't blossom and bloom to be beautiful because their roots can't take root. They can't go any deeper than that. So this is as tall as they're going to get. And I know, like, you take it out. (laughs) It's a mess. But I know that I don't want to be like this plant. I know that... um, I want to immerse myself in the very words of God, so that when I bear fruit, I can bear fruit and be a tall tree. Um, there's this uh, verse in the Bible. It's in, sorry. It's Psalm one. 1 through 3, it says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with the mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord. They delight in God's words, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. And this this flower right here is not prospering. This is not happening because the roots are not going deep, because it's not planted by water, the living water of Jesus Christ. And I want to ask you, are you like this today, or do you have roots that go deep, and you're bearing fruit, and you're reaching people for Jesus, and you have a great prayer life? Because that's what Jesus is calling us to do. Those are the three key things that are going to help us to extend the kingdom of God to people, help us to love people, help us to keep people a priority. And so, and these, um, and yeah, I just know that these, this is sad, this is pathetic. (laughs) I know that I do not want to be like that. And um, reading the Bible can be so simple. Um, I think that we tend to, um, overthink things and make things a religious duty, and when we think about it, it's, we're reading, we're spending time with Jesus when we read the words of God, and, um, and they cause us to prosper. Like, I've never read any other single book that has changed me from the inside, and if you don't believe me, I just tell you to try it, because it's true. It's the only thing that has ever changed me, that has changed people, and it's... Um, you know, and if you, if you do doubt the Bible, then do some research. Figure out that it really is, it, it's all that, it, that Jesus has said it to be. And so um, as we continue to do these three things, um, our roots are going to grow down deep, and they're going to go deep into God's love, and that's where we want to be these little things are going to make a huge impact. It may not seem like, oh man, sitting down reading my Bible, I don't have time for that, or praying or loving on people. It may not seem like those th- little things are going to add up to make a huge difference in the world, but I can tell you from experience and from knowing people and from knowing Jesus that they do, that, that your life, you're going to look back and you're going to say, man, I'm actually like a tree, a tall giant tree that bears fruit. I'm like a tree that has beautiful flowers, not like these pathetic little flowers that can't grow to nothing. I and so that's what Jesus is calling us to do, and our fruit is going to have impact. It's going to make a big difference. And so, um, as we continue to make people our priority, our church is so good at that. As we continue to pray and form perspective. then you're going to look back, and you're going to realize, you know, maybe a couple months from now, you're going to sit in church, and you're going to look around. You're going to notice some people that are here because of you, because you did these three things. You said, God, I'm going to commit to loving people. God, I'm going to commit to praying to you every day, and God, I'm going to commit to reading my Bible, and if you commit to those things, then you're going to look back, and you're going to see people here because of you because you prayed and so i'm so excited because um i know that that we are going to make a difference the little things we do do make a difference in this huge world and so um as we wrap up i'm just going to go ahead and pray and then um, kyle's going to come up here jesus i thank you so much for the words that you've spoken to us god i thank you that that our life isn't about self-preservation it's about kingdom extension God, that our roots are going to grow down deep in you, Jesus, because you love us, because you've given us the very words of God to live by. And so, God, I just thank you that your word is a light to our path, God, that it gives us guidance, that it it shows us where to go, Jesus. And so, Father, I just ask that you would um, be with every person in here. God, I ask that every person in here would be able to increase praying to you, God, would be able to have a relationship, that you would take away anything that, that blocks them from having a relationship with you, whether it's their perspective, whether it's the way they view the world or view people. God, I pray that we would find our perspective in you, Jesus, that you would give us the truth that we need, God. And so I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in our hearts and our lives. Amen.
1: All right, let's give her a hand. Jennifer, tells everybody. Awesome. Uh, Very cool, yeah. Um, I think, uh, I'm not sure why you wanted me to come up, but here I am. I think she just wanted me to, I think she just wanted me to get you guys to clap for her again. So can you clap for her again? Yeah, Jenna. Uh, Donnie and I were joking around because she's talking about the youth, the youth, youth, and I'm pretty sure that none of those youth were at our first youth camp. Not one of, oh, Sammy was. You weren't there. Silas, you were in Spokane. Okay, so Sammy was there. There we go. Matt was there as well. I remember that. He led worship. We're, it, was, it was great. The summer camp was great because we're under this, like, porch because of the rain. We're all singing these songs, and there's no electricity. It's dark. And as we're singing these songs, worshiping, we're just, you know, having a good old time. All of a sudden, we're in the middle of nowhere. This, this car pulls up, and lights are shining on us. We're all, like, you know, little bats or whatever, right? These little, like, cre- cre- creatures with lights shining in our eyes. Like, what is happening? And this guy gets out, and we're, like, just in the middle of worshiping, right? And he just goes, hey, How's it going? (laughs) We're like, good, we're having a youth camp, how can we help you? He's like, ah, just here to see Gladys. Gladys was the lady who owned the ranch there, and so, anyways, it was was a really great summer camp, yeah, and we got a lot of good stuff out of it, but um, anyways, moving forward, as, as we go on throughout this week, you know, really evaluate those three areas. You know, I love that Jenna talked about it, because they seem so small, talking to your neighbor, talking to the people that you work with, talking to somebody, you know, at the grocery store, wherever you might be, at the park, at the pool, you know, recognizing that people might need something that you have, even if it's just to laugh at a jar of peanut butter, right? And so people, you know, to, to really dial in that prayer life, to really just begin talking to God, to set aside, just start with five minutes a day, right? Moving forward, it's five minutes a day, driving to work, whatever. I'm going to pray to God. I'm going to give thanks. I'm going to ask for the things that I need. I'm going to pray for somebody else. Spend a little bit of time doing that. And then again, 10, 15 minutes a day so, uh, in, in the word, you know, just start with a chapter, one chapter a day right? Just start with these small, bite-sized things. And if you're already doing these things, great. Encourage other people. Bring them alongside of you. Someone like myself, who's not necessarily really, really strong in all three of those areas, right? If we come together, we can do this thing. So anyways, uh, yeah, there's some snacks outside, uh, out here in the foyer, uh, and help yourself to those. Coffee, tea, again, Jen Set all of that good stuff up, and hopefully we'll see you all out uh, on community group on Tuesday or Thursday. So have a great Sunday, everybody. (laughs)